Hello and welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show, where I'm very pleased to bring you a hero in the pro-life movement, Stephen Mosher, who all of you know is the head of Population Research Institute, but he's also the author of the book, The Bully of Asia, all about China. He's the one who first discovered and brought to the West the realization of the horrific one-child policy. But he was also very right in terms of calling out, the first one really, to call out the lab leak theory as we as we're talking about it now about this Wuhan flu or coronavirus as we all know it uh, coming out of the lab in China which was denied everywhere people shut down for even saying it by Facebook Twitter YouTube etc etc we've got Stephen Mosher with us you're going to want to stay tuned Stephen Mosher, thank you for being with us on the program. Good to be here, John Henry. So this is a, a little bit of a, of a gloating opportunity. You were right. You were proved right. Um, and uh, here we are. And now they're trying to backpedal themselves into some excuse for uh, it was Trump's fault that uh, we couldn't believe it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's take the victory lap together, John Henry, because I, I think the first article I published about the lab leak was in LifeSite News uh, in mid-February and and uh, for suggesting uh, that the China virus came from a Wuhan lab. Of course, the, the censors of Silicon Valley. Uh, tried to silence me, tried to silence you, tried to silence. I mean, my goodness, I wrote another article for the New York Post, which is the fourth largest newspaper in the country. They tried to silence the New York Post, uh, for goodness sake. And uh, and I think they succeeded in the minds of a lot of people. I mean, I thought that my, my LifeSite News article in February really understated uh, the lab leak hypothesis. I mean, I only called it a possibility. But Facebook quickly moved to suppress uh, that column. It suppressed the column in the New York Post. In the, in the Post case, they, they complained bitterly, but it was still locked for two months. Uh, the uh, Facebook refused to unlock uh, the, an opinion piece in the fourth largest newspaper in the United States for two months. Uh, basically banned the column, columns by me that, that carefully raised the possibility of a lab leak virus. Uh, you know, I turned out to be sort of the, the tip of the iceberg of censorship that descended upon the topic. And what I what I wrote, you know, because we didn't know as much then as we knew now. But what I did was I started to put the pieces together and, and all roads led to the Wuhan lab. Um, I said uh, that that China had a very shoddy lab safety record. Uh, I said that uh, as soon as the pandemic broke out in Wuhan, who did they send? Who did they send to Wuhan? But but Major General Chen Wei, uh, Beijing's top biowar expert to Wuhan, that raised red flags for me because I thought, OK, uh, if the People's Liberation Army is involved in this process, uh, maybe uh, this was not just purely scientific research going on. Maybe they were actually uh, doing something else. And then I, 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 I talked about the fact that researchers in China often sell lab rats and monkeys on the live animal market after experimenting with them. And yet, uh, even though all that, you know, was was clearly documented, uh, Facebook fact checkers put a false information alert on the column, 
false information and blocked my friends from reading it for themselves and, and LifeSite news readers. Never mind my careful caveats and the fact that this was an opinion piece, right? It's an opinion piece. We still don't have all the facts, John Henry, but we never will because uh, they've either been destroyed in the last year and a half uh, by the Chinese Communist Party seeking to cover up its tracks, uh, or they'll, well, they'll simply never allow us into the lab because it is a joint this research we now know, we now know, we didn't know then, but we know now, is joint civilian military research, all right? It was carried out, being carried out as part of a People's Liberation Army a bioweapons program. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, for suggesting this back in February, uh, the mainstream media hammered me as a conspiracy theorist uh, and slammed everybody who, who mentioned it. Um, you know, but now the, the cover-up is unraveled. Why? Well, uh, number one, we've had an election, and they can no longer use uh, the China virus and the pandemic to attack Donald Trump. So now they're, they, they believe they're free politically to speak the truth because it won't politically help uh, someone they, uh, they, they detest. Um, I supported Trump. I still support Donald Trump. I think he did a lot of very good things for the country, especially in the pro-life front and vis-a-vis -vis China. He got China policy right. The first president to get China policy right in, I don't know, 30, 30 years. That's a pretty good achievement. Uh, and so now you've got the mainstream media. We've got the New York Magazine's January cover story talking about the lab leak hypothesis. Uh, they did get banned. Of course, they're a left-wing magazine, right? They talked about how China virus is a human-engineered virus that escaped from the Wuhan lab. Uh, a few days ago, we had a Wall Street Journal report which noted that uh, three researchers from the Wuhan Institute of Virology fell ill and went to the hospital in November of 2019. Well, gee, that's just right around the time the virus began spreading in the city. Three researchers from the Wuhan Institute of Virology fell ill with what was probably the China virus. Uh, so, you know, we've got, we've got all that coming out. And two weeks ago, we had 18 highly respected scientists wrote to Science Magazine that saying that, quote, we must take the hypothesis about laboratory spillovers seriously. And even Dr. Anthony Fauci, who, who tried to cover up, uh, I think, his mistakes by supporting the Wuhan lab and by training the people who work there, uh, has now reversed himself. And he no longer rules out the lab leak theory uh, because the evidence is, is simply overwhelming and he would be, you know, uh, mocked and scorned if he, he, if he denied the, the accumulating body of evidence here. And, and of course, the Chinese regime, uh, of course, did everything it could to cover up the, the virus, which it is responsible for. Um, yeah, I mean, there should be reparations. Uh, there should be consequences for the Chinese Communist Party creating bioengineering a dangerous virus in their lab and then releasing it deliberately on the world. There should be trillions of dollars in reparations paid. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party should, should be a pariah uh, in the eyes of the world yeah. and, and not be allowed to uh, take advantage of the pandemic they unleashed to uh, solidify their position as one of the leading powers. So uh, that's what happened. I think we're now uh, into, uh, in, into a period of uh, uh, where the mainstream media is being a little more honest about what happened. But instead of admitting they were wrong, John Henry, they're going back and they're changing headlines. They're going back and they're rewriting history. They're going back and doing what uh, George Orwell described Winston Smith doing in 1984, rewriting uh, past newspaper stories, throwing the old stories down the memory hole, and then rewriting the story to conform present-day reality. So there's no self-reflection. There's no self-awareness there. There's just arrogance, uh, the idea that they can, they can uh, 
they can continue to uh, gaslight us forever whenever they want to. Yeah. There's so many things there. I a hundred percent agree with you uh, that about the need for reparation from China. Uh, it's crazy that that's not being talked about. That's not being um, absolutely pushed. But there's another item here that is so revealing of where things are really at. I know people dislike you because of your political beliefs. They they hate that you were involved with the Trump administration and you were such a big mover and shaker in terms of getting the U.S. and basically the Republicans, to recognize the damage that China was doing to its own people um, with the one-child policy and the UN population um, arm involved in that and the cut of American funds to that, Thank largely, if not solely, thanks to you. But that hatred can translate into ignoring real research. You are familiar, not familiar with your, um, you speak the Chinese languages better and you can read them. You know what was going on. You presented the evidence, crucial evidence about one of the hugest things going on in all the world. And yet their hatred is such that they will ignore you, dismiss you and, and call it fake news. That That's just, it's it boggles the mind. It's very, very enraging, actually. Yeah, it's the abandonment of, of reason uh, and logic uh, in favor of um uh, you know, prejudices and, and political biases uh, that, that color everything. I mean, it, it must, politics must be in the water that they drink uh, because it's so polluted their minds, they can't, they can't think straight anymore. Uh, I may disagree with, you know, uh, what someone says, but of course, as, as the old phrase goes, I'll defend to the death their right to say it. Uh, free discussion and open debate uh, is, is the, the lifeblood of a democracy. And we always counted upon the media to provide that for us. And now what do we have to do? Well, now we have to uh, read the, if we read the New York Times at all, which, which I generally don't if I can avoid it, uh, I, I read it with not just with a grain of salt, but with a whole shaker, because I know it's really a, a, a probably reading a political hit piece. So you have to go to places like LifeSite News and, and other alternative media, new media, to get the truth about what's going on with regard to the China virus, with what's going on with regard to vaccines, and what's going on with regard to China itself, because there's so much uh, that's being being hidden. And if it's not being if it's not being a, a discussed in a biased and 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 prejudiced manner uh, to present a certain political point of view, it's simply being silenced. They won't cover the story at all, uh, dropping it again down the memory hole. So I'm I'm really disappointed in a lot of our institutions at this point in time, John Henry. I'm very disappointed uh, in in our governing institutions. I'm very disappointed in uh, in in our intelligence agencies, which failed, of course, to uh, to provide. Uh, well, we we that's another story, of course, but have have misled us in 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 various uh, uh, manners over the last couple of years. I'm very disappointed in uh, in the FBI. Uh, I'm also disappointed in the media. This requires the situation we're in right now requires a grassroots effort uh, to get involved in 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 politics at the local level, the school board level, uh, the local political level, the county level, the municipal level, the city level, and really take back take back our country uh, because we're in danger of 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 losing it. Quite frankly, in a way, I don't think we've been since uh, since the Civil War back in the 1860s. Absolutely. And the, the probably the most horrific thing or one of them is they were willing to to do this falsehood, to voice this falsehood at the cost of human lives, massive cost of human lives. Who knows what would could have been accomplished with regard to coronavirus had they 
realized, oh my gosh, there's something here. This lab leak theory isn't just a theory. Let's move forward with it. But they didn't do that until like a year later. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, let me talk to you about something that seems related because the, um, you know, the shutdown from Facebook, from Twitter, from Google, uh, and, and therefore YouTube of this information of key information. This is very much like what they're doing in China already. And there's a lot of control in China. They have the, the greatest control of the internet, probably of the whole planet. <laughs> Facebook cooperates with them uh, in that insanity. But I wanted to talk to you about something that's very key going on in China. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, they had this, you know, the the app with the little green, I can go in here and it follows you. It tells you if you're close to somebody, you get a score and so on. And they've tied this now to the social credit score where they have to listen to uh, Xi Jinping and his uh, speeches and they get points for that. And it can be connected to their bank account and all this insanity. Do you see this coming here, coming to the rest of the world? Is Do you think that this is being exported, this kind of idea, the social credit system, whereby they're following you everywhere through your device? It's a very, very seductive tool of mind control um, the, for for people with uh, with uh, who have the intention perhaps of dissolving national borders and dissolving our national identity and putting us permanently under the control of some sort of uh, multinational organization, international organization, globalist government. Uh, because think about it, uh, in China, it's overt. Uh, it won't come to us in, in quite uh, that same way. It'll come to us in a more covert fashion. But let's talk about the Chinese the Chinese model first, because it's it's really, for anyone who values liberty and freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, freedom of association, uh, it's chilling to think that in China today, uh, people have to have on their cell phone a Xi Jinping app that they're required every day to to visit and spend 20 minutes reading uh, a a statement, uh, a an essay by Xi Jinping and answering questions on it. And if you answer the questions right, you get points. And if you don't, you have to do it again or you get points deducted from what we call a social credit score, which you mentioned. But it's not really social credit. It's political credit because it's all uh, an effort to try to get inside your mind and shape your view of the Chinese Communist Party of Xi Jinping and of China and the world itself. It's an effort at mind control. And it's, you know, people carry it around on their own phone. Now, the phone also does this. It tracks you wherever you go. So the Chinese Communist Party, uh, through artificial intelligence and big data, knows where you go. It knows what you buy because uh, you often in China pay for purchases using your cell phone. Uh, it knows who you talk to. It monitors all of your your um, Chinese version of Facebook and Chinese version of Twitter, back and forth with your friends and colleagues and so forth. Uh, in China, they don't allow Twitter. Uh, they have Weibo, which is basically Twitter uh, stolen by <laughs> the Chinese Communist Party and, and used inside of China exclusively. They monitor all of your electronic communications. Uh, and artificial intelligence, big data, of course, goes through and looks for keywords and phrases. And if you say things flattering about the Chinese Communist Party, your political credit score, social credit score goes up. If you say things that are unflattering, if you associate with people who are have a low social credit score, your social credit score goes down. And so really you're being tracked in real time uh, by artificial intelligence uh, and everything is stored in big data. And, and, and you're given an overall credit score. 
And the credit is how much credit you have in the eyes of the Chinese Communist Party. That is, how close are you adhering to the party line? So you see, in the old days of the Cultural Revolution, you had to yank people out of their factories and their schools and their offices and, and have them do study sessions in the evening for two hours. Well, it's much simpler now. You just use uh, artificial intelligence, big data, and the electronic devices that everybody is on all the time, cell phones and computers, to track them in real time. Uh, so it's it's much more efficient now. We we always thought uh, that that true totalitarianism would be unachievable, and in fact, the left used to scoff at the idea. You know, who can who can watch everybody all the time? There aren't enough watchers to watch everybody. Who's going to police the police? There aren't enough police to police everybody. Well, people using uh, these electronic devices in combination with artificial intelligence and big data are policing themselves, and the government knows everything basically about you. And if your social credit score goes up, what can you do? Well, uh, freedom awaits you in the sense that you can get a passport, you can get an exit visa, you can travel outside the country. Uh, you can travel inside the country on planes. <laughs> uh, if your social credit score goes down, all of those doors are closed. You can't leave the country. You can't take a flight inside China. You can't even ride the bullet trains. You have to ride the slow trains uh, in the hard seat section. So instead of taking two hours to get from Shanghai to Beijing, it takes you a couple of days. So, and you can't get a low interest rate loan to buy a house. Uh, you know, all, all the doors are closed to you. So this is a way of putting, isolating people in individual, uh, almost cells of fear, because the people of China know that the party is watching all the time, not just on your devices, but China has more uh, security cameras uh, than the rest of the world combined. Uh, 19 of the 20, uh, 20 cities with the most security cameras per person are located in China. So they're really literally watching you all the time. In Beijing now, if you jaywalk, the security camera will catch you jaywalking. Face recognition technology will identify who you are, and the fine for jaywalking will be automatically deducted from your bank account without the necessity for human intervention. So totalitarian control is here. It's alive and well in China. Now, what does that say for the rest of the world? Well, would-be dictators, and by that I don't just mean people like Kim Jong-un in North Korea or Xi Jinping in China, uh, people with dictatorial tendencies, people who like being in power, like being in control of people's lives, and that describes a lot of leftists, a lot of progressives, a lot of socialists, uh, a lot of people on the left side of the spectrum, look at this and they say, what a wonderful mechanism for social and political control. Would that we would have something like that here? Well, in a sense, right now, uh, the left is cobbling together uh, a sort of uh, left-wing equivalent to what's going on in China because they've got this revolving door between the Democrat Party and high tech, right? We know that people go back and forth from the from uh, Democrat administrations into Silicon Valley and so forth, so that and and back and forth into the mainstream media, NBC, CBS, uh, ABC, all the rest, CNN. There's a revolving door there. So these people are all in the same group with the same political views, and what they're doing, sort of covertly, not overtly but sort of just uh, harmonizing their efforts uh, results in oh the suppression of information about the origin of the China virus in a lab in the city of Wuhan, China, which was part of China's bioweapons program. It results in the suppression of uh, articles and opinion pieces uh, written by me and others about the origins of the China virus. It results in the exaltation of Dr. Anthony Fauci, who basically got everything wrong 
about the pandemic. And now it turns out that the hero of the pandemic may be his greatest villain because Dr. Anthony Fauci was the one who was pushing for dangerous, risky gain-of-function research after everybody else in the virology field said, no, uh, Dr. Fauci, that's too dangerous. We shouldn't do that here. We're going to put a moratorium on it. And he skirted the moratorium by training people from China to continue to do the research and then actually sending funding indirectly to the Wuhan lab. Now, he says it didn't go for gain-of-function research, but he doesn't know that. I don't know that. Funds are fungible. You give money to the Chinese Communist Party, they're going to use it for whatever they want to use it for. So all this, you know, is, is uh, being covered up uh, by the left, by the high-tech oligarchs, uh, by the mainstream media, uh, in conjunction with and consort with uh, their friends on, on the left side of the political spectrum in Washington, uh, in government right now. Uh, so again, it's, it's not... It's not so much a, um, I don't see it really as a conscious conspiracy. These people didn't all get in a room 20 years ago and say, this is what we're going to do. They're just working along parallel lines and they're working for the same goals in their own fashion. And they work together more often than, uh, than, than not. Unbelievable stuff. Um, tell us as uh, we close up here, what can people do to fight this? Uh, how should we move forward? Well, I think the primary thing that people can do is is keep themselves informed, because this is uh, on the part of China, uh, on the part of the left in the United States. This is a propaganda exercise. This is information warfare. Uh, we are uh, in at, at war with China, not because we want to be, but because China declared war on us back in 1991. Uh, they, they did openly. Uh, she, the then leader, Deng Xiaoping, said, the old cold, cold War is over. The new Cold War is now going to begin it's between China and the United States, and we're going to win this one. So China basically is, is at war with us. It wants to defeat us by all means possible, including by unleashing a, a virus on the United States. But we have to continue to inform ourselves, and the only way we're going to do that successfully is by using uh, media outlets like LifeSite News and others on a daily basis, and not just reading the information, uh, from LifeSide and other sources, but circulating it among our friends uh, in in uh, in every way we can possibly do so. Uh, we all have our little uh, our own little social media empires. They may only consist of ten people or a hundred people or a thousand people, but we are all influencers, and we've all got to rise up and uh, and share information. Uh, knowledge is power, as they say, and this war, this information war, is going to be won or lost uh, in in uh, in the sharing and understanding of information. Stephen Mosher, always great being with you. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Thank you. God bless. God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. 
We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.